like to say that we are still in partnership with the just talk application um that's where i post the summary of this podcast every week um and it's been updated recently actually so it has some new and exciting features on there so if you could just go on your app store or your um, play store and download it that's just talk and um, my username on there is adiola talks that's a-d-e-o-l-a-t-a-l-k-s no spaces in between um, but moving on to what we're talking about or what we're doing today. But before that, right, I'll just like to um, give a very, very special shout out to the people of Sudan. Um, it's, it's been an interesting week, actually, for them and for the rest of the world, because they have managed to single handedly, collectively, actually, bring down one of Africa's longest serving dictators in Omar Bashir. President Omar Bashir or ex-president Al Bashir right now, and um, it, it was it was really amazing, and it, it goes back to my topic a couple of weeks ago. Actually, we talked about people power, and it shows how amazing it is if you know a, a, a bunch of citizens decide that enough is enough, and that they demand for change and they get that change. Um, but speaking on that change, actually, I'm a bit worried. That the military has been the one to take over because um, the military is now talking about a two-year transition period, which for me sort of shows that the military still wants to remain in power, and um, that's that's not good enough. I don't believe that's not good enough, and um, I, I just hope and pray that the people of Sudan keep on the pressure. Um, I, I I pray that they continue to put pressure on the people at the top to say that this is not the change we demanded. And they actually demand for democratic change in their country. Um, but speaking of change, actually, also, um, my main topic of what I want to talk about this week is Brexit. Brexit. Um, but not Brexit as it's been talked about in the news recently, because you hear a lot about Brexit and the way it affects the UK and the EU. But I like to talk about uh, talk a bit about how it affects the rest of us, the rest of the world, um, when it comes to Brexit. So that's what we're talking about today. And um, this whole Brexit thing started, I think, in um, 23rd of June, I think it was. Yes, it was 23rd of June, if I can remember correctly. 2016, that's when the referendum was held. And um, it was a simple question of whether the UK should leave or remain within the European Union. And the leave votes won by about 51% of the votes, I think it was then and so um that happened and the uk has decided to leave you know um but initially the uk was due to leave uh the eu on the 29th of march but you know there were extensions and it was moved to you know 12th of april and then there's, there's been another extension and now it is 31st of october if i remember correctly that is that was the recent deal that was may um struck with the european union and so that's the background to brexit really but on that it's even though the uk has not left the european union 
there's still been some effects being felt across the world. You know, the pound is or was considerably weaker immediately after this decision was made. Um, but not only that, but also right now the UK economy is in a bit of a flux. You know, um, not much investment is being made because people are wondering what is going to happen, whether it's going to be a hard Brexit or soft Brexit, whether the UK would actually leave or not. And, um, and that. And so, but talking about Africa, right, and how this links back to Africa, if we, if we look at it holistically, if, if we're being honest with ourselves, the UK and Africa's trading relationship is not exactly the most robust. I, I'll describe it as uh, lukewarm at best, you know, and there, there, there's been, there's been influence, you know, of the British uh, economy on African economy, but it's not been that massive as you would think it is. Um, for example, in, um, I think, 2015, um, the UK, Africa actually had a trade surplus with the UK. That means African countries actually exported more to the UK than uh, we imported from the UK, which for me was a bit of a surprise, really, because um, generally you see African countries importing more than exporting. But that goes to show that you know the relationship hasn't really been that bad but it, it for me represents a unique opportunity there for african countries because with brexit happening right and the uk trying to renegotiate trade deals um, there's been a lot of talk about the uk going back to um the commonwealth and um dealing with commonwealth countries which i think is great which i think is actually quite great because there are a lot of Af african countries in the Commonwealth, Nigeria inclusive. And um, if the UK decides to go down that route and make more robust trade deals with Commonwealth countries, that's great. That's brilliant. But I also believe that African countries should also take an initiative. Um, an initiative in the sense of banding together with the AU leading the charge. Um, and, and there's also this um, trade deal that African countries have signed recently, the African continental free trade agreement i believe it is which opens up african um the borders across africa for free trade movements and free movement of goods and people and services it's actually quite interesting but we'll talk about that maybe a couple of weeks from now um but yeah so african countries have a unique opportunity to trade more with the uk with brexit happening because the uk would need to plug the gaps that would come with brexit you know with What's happening with how the divorce is happening, we're not even sure if it's going to be a hard Brexit or a soft one. And, you know, it, it would really it would really be advantageous to African countries to start preparing for what would happen, whether hard Brexit or soft Brexit. But even before that, yeah, when Brexit happens, I believe there would also be some negative effects on African countries. And in my view, the first of which I think would be foreign aid. I think foreign aid would be the first part to suffer because historically, yeah, when you look at it, when you look at it historically, when recessions happen, and I believe a recession would happen after Brexit, I believe all economic indices are saying recessions will happen. So I believe a recession will happen after Brexit. And even when a recession happens, one of the first things governments try to do, tend to do, is try and recall their money try and bring the money back home because it creates this sort of nationalistic sentiment. You can see with Donald Trump right now, 
although the US wasn't in a recession, but he still used it to gather votes and say, you know what, why are we giving all these countries outside so much money when we can invest it back in our in our country? Now, there's a whole argument as to why that is a very simplistic and silly way of thinking of this. But that aside. But yes, I, I believe foreign aid will suffer. And a lot of African countries actually depend on um, foreign aid to show off their economy. Not... Not a massive percentage, I would I'll admit. It's not a massive percentage, but a lot of African countries do 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 that. And also, I believe foreign direct investment would, would be affected because there would be this uncertainty in the UK economy, especially when a recession happens. And it would be harder for UK economies, UK companies to invest in African countries and African economies because of what is happening back home. And um, you would... And one of the other things I, I think would also happen would be a fall in, you know, the shares of um, African country, African economies that have their stocks, African companies that have their stocks listed in the UK. But as I said, there are many, many, many opportunities for African countries because trade is, you know, the biggest opportunity that they're in. If African countries can decide to band together, right, and, you know, negotiate as one voice, as one large trading voice. I believe, you know, good things are to come, especially when it comes to agricultural products. You know, we talk a lot about improving our economies using agriculture. This represents a huge chance for African countries. And also, and also with bilateral trade also comes more FDI, foreign direct investment. Now, as I said before, it could go negative, but it's a two-way thing. And if it's done right, if it's prepared for right, I believe it can happen right. It can happen right. It can happen well. Um, because generally, right now, when you look at the news and when you hear, you know, what the media is saying about Brexit, there's not been a lot of talk about how it affects African countries and economies. And I, I believe that should be talked more about because Brexit is a thing, a, a decision that, although I, I don't agree with it, I don't have a, I don't have a say in it, I don't have a choice. Um, but I, I, I think it affects far more than the UK and the EU. But as I have said earlier, um, you know, don't forget to download the Just Talk app and um, add me on there or comment on the podcast summary that I put on there. My username, once again, is Adiola Talks. That's A-D-E-O-L-A-T-A-L-K-S. No spaces in between. So, um, yeah, thank you very much for listening. Cheers. Mm-hmm.